You're listening to the WELF NPC News Radio Podcast with your hosts, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and co-host Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. To all North Pole City Elves, those in Santa's Village and Alar 48 and all around the world, this is your weekly update for March 20th, 2023. I am your host, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone. And I'm your co-host, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Let's go to press. For the week of March 20th, 2023, your sponsor will be Bill's Game Palace, your one-stop shop for all your recreational needs. With the North Pole City Snowball Games completed for another year, do you need a board game or any game to occupy your time? Bill's is your one-stop shop for all your recreational needs. Stop by 105 Tinsel Avenue today to have Bill help you pick out that game that will give you, your friends, and your family hours of fun. That's Bill's Game Palace. Update from Santa's Village. Santa issued the order to shut down all of the workshop's warehouses this past Saturday in hopes that the elves throughout the city will go out and spend some time with friends and family for the parade and the snowball game finals. About an hour after he issued this order for the shutdown, he took a walk through the workshop and found several of the craftsmen elves still hard at work. After questioning these elves why they were not leaving their posts, they had stated that they did not have any family or friends to spend time with, so they just decided to remain working. After hearing this, Santa called up to Mrs. Claus to let her know that he would be taking all these elves with him and they would be spending the afternoon up at the snowball games. From the Department of Elfland Security, Mrs. Claus called down to Edward Hinklemeyer's office to ask if a special security detail would escort Santa to the snowball games, with the explicit instructions to make sure he did not purchase and eat too much of the maple fudge that was being sold in the concession stands. Edward also issued a notice to the security detail and internet monitoring offices to be on alert for Monday this week since it was burning snowman day in Michigan and he is concerned for Frosty that someone may interpret the title of this event incorrectly. This event was started by the Unicorn Hunters at Lake Superior University in Michigan where they would build snowmen out of straw, wood, and other flammable items and set them on fire to commemorate the end of the chilly cold winter and welcome the warmth of spring the department of wwwpr has been working this week to get caught up on postings and resources on the website they were able to get the worksheets from the peppermint post issues 7 through 10 posted on the website throughout various pages check out the taolf.com website for more information This week in North Pole weather, we expect temperatures between minus 18 and minus 20 with mostly sunny skies. The possibility of precipitation is only about 20% each day. Looks like very little chance of snow again this week. Good news listeners, WELF MPC is glad to announce that the radio station connection to the lower 48 has been renewed again for this next fiscal year. If you are in or traveling to the lower 48, you can tune into the radio station live over the internet by connecting to taolf.com and click on the on the air button 
in the top left of the screen or by going directly to the station's webpage. Check it out today! Before we cover this week in Nelf history, let's take a quick music break. <laughs>
For this week in elf history, I'm going to turn it over to our investigative reporter, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Becky, please take it away. Thanks, Walter. Well, this week in elf history, we're talking about March 21st of 1952 and the very first ever rock concert. The scene outside the Cleveland Arena on the chilly Friday night of March 21st, 1952 would look quite familiar to anyone who's ever attended a major rock concert. We even have some of those up here, don't we, Walter? Yes, we do. I love them. <laughs> but no one on this particular night had ever even heard of a rock concert. This, after all, was the night of an event now recognized as history's first major rock and roll show, the Moondog Coronation Ball. The Moondog was a legendary disc jockey named Alan Freed, the self-styled father of rock and roll, who was then the host of the enormously popular Moondog Show on Cleveland AM radio station WJW. Cleveland record store owner Leo Mintz had noted with great interest that there was a growing popularity among young customers of all races for rhythm and blues records. Mintz decided to sponsor three hours of late night programming on WJW to showcase rhythm and blues music. And Alan Freed? Well, he was the host. Freed quickly adopted a new hip persona and vocabulary that included liberal use of the phrase rock and roll to describe the music that he was now promoting. As the program grew in popularity, Mintz and Freed decided to do something that had never been done. Hold a live dance event featuring some of the artists whose records were appearing on Freed's show. The dance was dubbed the Moondog Coronation Ball. The event was to feature headliners Paul Williams and his Hucklebuckers, and Tiny Grimes, and the Rocking Highlanders. Also on the bill were the Dominoes, Veretta Dillard, and Danny Cobb. The Coronation Ball aspect of the event referred to a scheduled intermission festivity, the midnight coronation of the two most popular teenagers. This part, though, was never held. In a minute, you'll know why. Advanced sale tickets were $1.50 and would be $1.75 at the door, but more tickets were printed than the arena's actual capacity, in part due to counterfeiting and a small printing error. Even with the extra tickets, the event tickets sold out in a single day. Thus, an estimated 20 to 25,000 fans showed up for an event being held in an arena with a capacity of only 10,000. With the larger than allowable crowd, worries that a riot might break out as people tried to crowd in, the fire authorities shut down the concert after the first song by the opening act, Paul Hucklebuck Williams, ended. However, reports are that nearly two hours and 30 policemen later, Police Captain Zimmerman was the one to call it a night. After ordering the ball ended, Captain Zimmerman asked the crowd to leave and police stood by as they slowly and reluctantly filed out. Journalist Valena Williams, first person to report, also confirms the musical performances lasted for some time. Paul Williams and his Hucklebucks left the stage and Tiny Grimes and his Highlanders took over. I thought the acoustics were poor because I couldn't hear the music, but then I realized that the din was drowning out the orchestra. I looked back at the dance floor and more than three quarters of it was filled so tightly that you couldn't see anything of the floor itself. On the radio the next evening, Alan Freed offered an apology to listeners who had tried to attend the canceled event. By the way of explanation, Freed said, 
If anyone had told us some 20 or 25,000 people would try to get into a dance, I suppose you would have been just like me. You would have laughed and said they were crazy. Cleveland rock radio station WMMS attempted a revival of the concert in 1986 with the name Moondog Coronation Ball 2 as an oldies rock and roll tribute concert and part of the campaign to bring the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to Cleveland. The event never materialized, though. In 1992, local oldies radio station WMJI successfully organized a 40th anniversary concert called Moondog Coronation Ball 92. The concert has been held every year since, featuring oldies rock and roll acts. Well, back to you, Walter. Well, thank you very much, Becky. That was very informational. Thanks, Walter. Before we continue on with the news, let's take another quick music break.
International Waffle Day on Saturday, the North Pole City Commerce is sponsoring a Best Waffle Contest. Try out waffles from local food establishments throughout North Pole City. Local eateries will be having booths available outside their shops all day long with mini waffles to taste test and have a sample. When you're filled up, stop by the Commerce Association's offices to cast your vote on the best waffles in North Pole City. The winner will receive a best waffle plaque to hang in their establishment. Are you going to sneak out and try some of these waffles? Uh, yes. I really hope that they have some of those waffles that are like the, um, uh, well, the vanilla with the vanilla maple syrup on top and peaches. Like, oh my goodness. Mm. Mm, those are my favorite. We might have to, uh, make a day of it. Maybe, maybe we'll walk around and try to do a special event. Ooh. You know, just so we can test out those. Yes, so we yeah. can test those out. Those, those yes, definitely. Mini waffles. Yes, well, I think we need to. <laughs> We have new North Pole Snowball Game Champions. I want to call that North Pole City Snowball. It's actually North Pole Snowball Game Champions. Yes. There's no city in There's there. There's no city in there. I know, it messes up every time. I think I said city in the last segment. You did, but that's oh. okay. We give you we give you props there, okay, Walter. You're still having some, some problems coming let's back, you know? Let's, let's try this again. We have new North Pole Snowball Game Champions. The Cocoa House took an early lead, but Noel's Cozy Corner pulled out ahead with just four games remaining and ended up pulling off the win with a score of 79-71. to 71. Team captain for the Coco House, Alan Jingle Appleton, said, We had a bit of trouble with the mini snowmen. We just could not seem to get them very tall tonight. They were well-shaped and had all the required features, but the cozy corners just somehow were beating us on height all night long. After that, we were just not able to make a comeback. Looks like we'll have to wait until next year and try it again. Bob Slaybell Yearly, team captain of Noel's Cozy Corner, said, We are very excited to come out on top tonight. We struggled early on, but we're holding on. Then came the mini snowmen, which we crushed like a nut in a nutcracker. I love that phrase. I think I'm going to, like, steal, you steal that. that one. We crushed like a nut in a nutcracker, and that gave us a little push we needed to finish out strong. We are very excited about the win and look forward to displaying this trophy proudly in our Coco Pub. We do want to thank the Coco House for a great matchup, though. They were a tough team to beat. Everyone at the North Pole City Sports League would like to send an avalanche of congratulations to Noel's Cozy Corner, this year's North Pole Snowball Games champion. In community events this week, we have Ravioli Day on the 20th. Be sure to stop by the North Pole City Hotel for their ravioli extravaganza. Then it's World Forestry Day and National Flower Day on the 21st. The Forestry Division will be holding tours of their newest planted baby tree forests. And the North Pole City Greenhouses will be offering free flowers to visitors to the greenhouses. The 22nd is World Water Day. This year's theme is Accelerate Change. Help create a world where we all have access to clean water and sanitation methods. The water and sewer elves of North Pole City Village workers will be providing tours of our water filtration systems to teach youngling elves about water and sanitation. 
The 23rd is Chip and Dip Day. Mrs. Claus's Kitchen, the North Pole City Hotel, and all the Cocoa Pubs will be celebrating with multitudes of varieties of chips and dips for all to enjoy all day. On the 25th, it is International Waffle Day. All North Pole City food establishments will be having waffles available all day for the best waffle contest. It is also Earth Hour Day. We're all asked to turn off all unnecessary lights and give an hour for Earth, spending 60 minutes doing something, anything, positive for our planet. What will you do? WELFNBC would like to wish a very happy 700th birthday to Lorraine Happy Scarborough of the Gift Wrap and Decoration Division. She has been crafting gift wrap designs for 200 years. We wish her many more happy years. This is Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and Becky Marshmallow Livingstone with the reminder, don't wait for someone to bring you flowers. Plant your own garden and decorate your own soul. Have a good evening, and be sure to tune in next week for another WELF MPC North Pole Radio News Update.